Welcome, everybody, to the Murder Theater Podcast. I hope everybody's doing well. I don't. Which two weeks after Full Gear, one week after War Games. Survivor Series War Games. Survivor Series War Games, which was pretty The best cool. Survivor Series in a very long time. Very much so. Very much so. So here we are. We're going to talk about some things. We got some topics. Just going to go randomly here. Nothing, nothing specific on our agenda. Um, how you doing, Chris? I'm good, man. I'm uh, hanging in there. Uh, had a little procedure last week, so I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing. There you go. How are you guys? We're good. How you doing, Tammy? Oh, I'm great. We had about twelve young people here last night, and. They're all just like fun young people that are interesting and unique and cool. And I was so happy. The reason that they came over was because we served everyone to go hot cocoa mugs and cookie bags. And we went and we all rode down to see this famous neighborhood here that is just so magical with their lights. And we even listened to Christmas music. And I asked first, I did not force it on them and they wanted to listen to it. So I felt like that was a super huge win for magic and whimsy. That really is. I know. And it was really fun. And then I got a great, I mean, I think I'm going to take it as a compliment from a 13 year old, which, you know, a lot of the teens that we hang around don't want to interact with adults. You know, they're in their kind of, they're doing their own thing. They're, they're not about chitty chatting and uh, the adult that's trying to like hang out with them. But this one was had to sit up front with me and was the youngest of the group. So we were talking a lot and I, this neighborhood, you ha- they have to have uh, police come out and direct traffic. That's how crazy it is there. So of course I'm hanging my head out, talking to the police, like, what are, what's the deal? Do I go this way? Do I that way? Da-da-da-da. And then um, I came out and I thought I came out the wrong way. And um, I talked to the same guy again and it just became kind of like a funny thing, like almost a bit that I kept running into him. And in the middle of all this, the 13-year-old says, um, you know what? Something tells me you're an icon wherever you go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I wasn't sure exactly what that meant. But then they followed up with saying, you know, um, like, like he's not, he's going to not, he's going to remember you. He's not going to remember anyone else. He's going to remember you. But of course I was being silly and stupid and I was trying to, you know, I, and, and so I could be that you're an iconic for being outrageous and embarrassing. So I don't know if it's necessarily a cool thing, but I'm just going to take it, was a cool it as a win, you know? Also, because... <laughs> I want to add, I'm pretty sure there's not a police officer on the planet that has ever met you and forgot about you. <laughs> just saying so i'm gonna leave it at that because i'm not gonna make any comments on that (laughs) so you know it was just like it was fun so i was it was a good it's been a long grueling year in a lot of ways so i'm ending it with like some really fun some fun uh quotes about myself and also just lights uh magic and the young at heart which we always need to keep so that's awesome man that sounds like a really good time it really was so let's get into some professional wrestling here. Let's see what's going on. So what are some rumors that are happening? Oh, uh, boy. Um, I don't know if you guys have been following this whole William Regal situation. I've been uh, dabbling. I've been dabbling a little bit here. I think I think 
everyone was a little surprised uh, this past week when MJF turned on Regal and Regal took a pretty nasty bump, um, which is something nobody was really expecting. And at the time I was like, wow, Regal's getting, uh, Regal's getting involved. This is, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. And then, and then of course the, uh, the rumors started to come out because the, the weekend previous, obviously we had survivor series uh, war games. And for you guys, I'm, I'm, I am I know you're not familiar, uh, but every year War Games would come around in NXT, William Regal was always there, and he would always come out on the ramp, and his whole thing was he was like, War Games! Every year. It was like a big deal. So Triple H uh, sent out a tweet, I guess it was early Saturday, said, um, it's just not going to be the same without, and then there was a picture of William Regal. Um, and then a lot of people started going, huh, that's interesting. And so now the rumor is his contract may be up this month. Yeah, see, that's what I don't under, quite understand because apparently he signed a one-year deal, and I from it was three. what? Well, it, originally it was a one-year deal with perhaps a two-year extension, but now they're saying, and SRS reported this. Uh, Sean Rossap from Fightful Select has reported that William Regal actually had a clause in his contract. That if Hunter ever came into power at WWE, he could go back. Which, mm. I don't know. It, what, what was Tony Khan? Because at the time, that seemed pretty unrealistic. Vince McMahon was still in control of everything. It seemed kind of silly. Um, but I, I think everyone in the industry respects Regal so much that it's like, yeah, man, you could do whatever you want. We will take all the help we can get while we're here. Um, Who's Hunter? Who's Hunter? Triple H. Oh, okay. The current I, I only knew the truth. I didn't know what the age did for. <laughs> I don't I don't know what his current sorry, title everybody. actually is, but he's basically the one in charge of all creative at mm-hmm. WWE. Um, whereas Stephanie McMahon and I think Nick Khan are kind of the CEOs like a joint thing. Good old Saint Nick. Um well, I uh saw some headline that he renewed for three years, so that's where it gets all confusing, and I don't know. So I just don't bother until it's all signed, sealed, and delivered. There's a lot of weird stuff going on, but oh. it would make sense to write him off TV if that's the case. Yes. It would and I mean right they now, really yeah. wrote him off. Yeah. I mean they carted him off into the ambulance, which was great, was great uh great drama for the uh for for that show for sure. But my question is, but why would he go there? Why would he go to WWE? I mean, what's what's there for him at this point? Number one, yeah. more money. Number two, leaving a bigger legacy in the business. Um, number three, working with all the people that he's worked with for years that he loves, that he's, you know, uh, associated with. A much larger roster of talent to develop and help. Um, and, and potentially, you know... Uh, the Hall of Fame, all those sorts of things. When when you talk about what it's like to be a long-term WWE wrestler, um, there's a lot of accolades that come with that, right? Like it's, it's like the gold standard, you yes. know? Well, so yeah, maybe he just wants to be where the biggest show is. I feel like there's a lot he could offer to AEW though, and maybe more so than what he can offer at WWE, but maybe he's looking for, who knows? Maybe it's just, he just wants to hang out with his buddies, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I mean, I guess at this point in his career, you know, that, you know, it, but it's kind of like lame because it's like, 
AEW kind of brought him back, put him back in the spotlight, and then now he's bailing. And well, then to all be fair, sudden, it's Hunter didn't fire him. Right. That was Regal was his right hand man, you know? Right, right. I, I get that. But it's like now we've developed the Blackpool Combat Club with him. It seems like the, the Blackpool Combat Club at this point is just it seems like nothing anymore. Well, it was just, already dismantled anyway, right? There was the, well, the feels with like Yuda it. and all that stuff. I, I feel like organically the story actually made sense. And that Regal leaving wouldn't necessarily have any effect on that because there's there there's obviously the issue with John Moxley now, and he's pissed off at Regal because you know he turned on the club and Danielson's the only one keeping them together and Wheeler Yuta's been kind of branching out anyway. And we all sort of thought that was done in the, in the beginning. And Claudio was just kind of like, Hey, I'm happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he'd, he'd be happy to do a, a nothing in a faction and just be Claudio. Yeah. We're going to sit down like men. Well, yet another time where I feel segment. like, They've built up shit to be like, we're all excited about it. It's looking real good with great wrestlers, this and that. And then they it just all fucking falls apart. Who the fuck writes this stuff? That's what I want to know. To be fair, the Blackpool Combat Club thing kind of ran its course. Like, yeah, it could have been they better. feuded with the JAS for who knows. It was like a year now. It feels like they were feuding with them and so many matches and so much stuff. Now, granted, they could have brought more people into the club. I think they needed some, some yes. female members. I think um, I think there could have been more with that, and maybe there still will be. Maybe it'll be Brian Brian Danielson taking over, or maybe John Moxley will form some new click out of this thing. Um, there's a lot of ways that they could spin this into a positive, but Regal leaving obviously that's a, a that's somebody you really want in your company because it's, yeah. it's it's like a it's like a dictionary of wrestling, and just the the amount of knowledge that that man has of the business. And how good he is at what he does. It's it's not uh, it's it's not positive for him to leave any company. Yeah, and here's the thing that pisses me off about some of the shit in AEW is like it feels like these stories they don't have a any closure to them. They exactly, just... that's why I'm getting mad about the writing. Like, there's got to be a way to like really tighten this stuff up in a little bit of an epic way that you started, and then right. you just fizzle. Right, because it's like annoying. It's like suddenly. It's like uh, this ending is kind of lame if you really think about it, because it's like, okay, suddenly Regal is buddies with MJF when there's really been no fucking interaction with it whatsoever for like months. And you're like, okay, now he's like buddies with MJF because of the one little, the one promo that they did. That's cool. But it was like all of a sudden, you know, it's like, I don't get that. And now, now, it's like Moxley wants him out and then now he gets hurt. And then now the Blackpool combat club is done. Brian Danielson seems like a completely different person from when the time that he got into AEW to now he's this more compassionate, you know, empathetic person where before he was just coming in there and just beating the fuck out of people and not caring and just like winning and just like showing everybody that they suck and that he's great. (laughs) And now, I mean, it's what he was doing. Am I wrong? I can't be wrong. No, come on. That's where is the lie, right? That's what he was doing. Yeah. And now, now it's like, he's begging Moxley to like, not hit him and like cowering because this is like his father figure. I just, it's a lame ending to it. It just sucks. And now we're going to have this Blackpool combat club 
that's going to be scattered all over the place. And then I've read shit that Danielson, Brian Danielson, he kind of wants to chill out a little bit. And I don't blame him because he's been doing this shit for centuries. He probably feels like Long shit time. every time he wakes up in the morning. So I get that. But come on, AEW, let's get some shit that just gives us a definitive ending so that we can understand what's going on. Because that's the same shit they did with Penelope and, and Bunny and 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 Ty and Anna Jay. That's just that should just like went into the ether and then it just comes around again. Anna Jay's doing dark order shit. And then all of a sudden she's in the JAS and it's like, it makes no sense. That's the well, stuff he, that makes me angry. Here's what I will say about loose ends and a lack of closure for you guys in the wrestling business. You don't always necessarily want finality with your storylines. You want to leave things a little bit open-ended so that you can revisit them in the future and come back to those things and have, you know, vignettes of memories and this was this and that was that. And you want to have guys be able to cut promos on stuff that happened previously that was unresolved uh, to set up future things down the road. It's not always that you want to fully close off a story and just have a like definitive ending. I get that, but they don't even get close. And there's just like with movies, there's sequels. I absolutely when, when you agree leave with the, that. When you leave the movie, you didn't feel like, where did that go? What's going on? You know, there's a, you know, every now and then there's one like that. But usually it's like a, that story ends, but the characters have another story again. Right. But this, none of that is happening. And it's really more about the um, tempo. Really? Yeah. Because you start out and it's like, oh, ooh, this is getting good. Oh, and then it's like, whatever happened with that? It's like, you know, you can't start with that energy and, and fizzle out. You have to at least do the other way if you're going to do it that way. You know, it's like right. start kind of and then let it come together. But um, I just I see it a lot. And and I think it bothers me because I'm a creative person. I'm around a lot of creative people. And I know like I never run out of ideas. So I know that some people might, but their their job shouldn't be coming up with creative ideas. So it's okay, you know, but it, it I wonder sometimes with the way some of the storylines and the and the few things that it seems wrestling just depends on a couple gimmicks. We're gonna turn on you, each other, you know. Somebody's got an injury, you know, somebody's turning into a cheater. I'm seeing it repeat and I don't like it. And I'm not gonna just accept, well, that's just wrestling. What else can they do? Because I guarantee <laughs> creative people can yeah. think of things to do. They can. they can. So it's like they're whoever is the creative team writing, they're drawing from the wrong places, I think. If you're thinking more physical and sports-minded people to write creative stuff, that's where you're going to keep running into those cycles. You have to get some out-of-the-box thinkers in there, and then you could do exactly what you said, Chris. Like, you're right. There should be a little a little crumb left to, to come back to later so you can make the sequel, you know? But, you know... There, there's just these couple things they do. And the the worst one, though, is the nothing that they do, where it just turns yeah. into nothing. And you never knew, like, why are they over here? And I understand people get injured, they leave. That fucks up all their creative storyline that they had planned. I get that's a challenge. But when you're getting paid for it as a job and you are a creative person, I'm telling you, you can do it. This is the problem we have all of our world, all of our lives. Wrestling shows you the problems of the world. This is one of the problems of the world. We don't, we think that we go with the status quo. We don't, we think, well, it's always been that way and that's all we're going to do. And there's a couple like innovators here and there, but we're just going to take it. You don't take it. 
there is so much beyond your consciousness that you can grasp and stories can go in that in those places too and that can go in a lot of different ways so open your minds there's a million ways stories can go let's not stay with the five and even if we do stay with those five don't do the nothing yeah the rant over yeah well i agree with you both yeah it's frustrating both the the the, the nothing is it, it just frustrates you especially if if you're the fair weathered fan okay and let's say you're just you're not you just watch it on wednesday night and maybe you watch raw or something like that and then you just see all these things happen and then it's just like oh okay well that's you basically took one of the baddest factions the blackpool combat club and just made it you know for lack of a better word seem weak it just seems weak and it's like dude they were they're they're the best wrestlers in that fucking you know company those guys are fucking awesome and that now they're just like what is it you've got you know but look at the jas it's gotten stronger Mm -hmm. right it's gotten bigger it's gotten better it's gotten the ocho has taken it to another level you know what i mean because he's creative because he's creative because he that's what he does that's the that's the charm of jericho and so he took that i mean that's a perfect example if you want to look at two different things danielson could have done something you know but and 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 brought that whole group together but what they did is they just kept doing it as individuals like moxley i don't even think of moxley in the blackpool combat club i don't i almost never have you know what i mean because moxley's moxley he's that he should have never have been in it in the beginning, to be perfectly honest with you. But it just it makes it nothing. And but the JAS, we've got all of that going on, which is even causing more controversy because now we got the purple hat, which is hilarious. You know what I mean? Now we're seeing like all the memes with mm-hmm. the purple hat. That's that's perfect because Hager was kind of in the background. And now no personality. He, and now he found his thing. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. There's people holding signs up that have the hat. And so now you got Hager with the hat. And now the hat was drawing strength from him and everything. It was <laughs> fucking beautiful. I mean, you couldn't ask for, but they needed to do that with everybody in the Blackpool combat club that made it entertaining. I mean, it's just, it shows you that, that it, if you want to look at it, Jericho won, he won, he won that whole thing. And so, that's what just aggravates the shit out of me. And then like you, you throw Regal in with MJF out of nowhere, even though that uh, from a, it's a great, it was a great angle that they brought this letter in from so long ago, this email in from yeah. so long ago, you know, that was really cool. I, I thought that was neat, but it just, they shouldn't have got him involved in any of the Blackpool combat club. They should have maybe had him just with one wrestler, which is Brian Danielson and just like coaching right. him through it all. So I don't know. That shit pisses me off because I just I enjoy the shit so much and I enjoy some of those wrestlers so much. And when they fizzle them out, it just makes me it just pisses me off like right to no end, you know, like they do with the ladies all the time. You know what I mean? Right. They fizzle those ladies out constantly. So but that's really all I have to say about that. What Regal's going to do in WWE, I guess we'll have to see if he goes. Um, I don't know, but. Rumor you know. is he'll be an authority figure, kind of a, a general manager of Raw and SmackDown and sort of be uh, 
basically he'll be he'll be the uh the blame for everything that's not good you know mm, um so he'll he be the, he'll camera? be the, yeah more than likely okay. and even if he's not and even if he's just putting matches together wwe's just gonna get better for it it's true and i'm i'm telling you i'm gonna tell you right now their women's division just is killing everybody's they are they are i mean that just proves war games if you want to get into war games but what we, we can go for that with the gossip we haven't finished with our rumors here so what else have we got on the rumor all plate? right let's move uh, moving on from that talking about people switching companies doing weird stuff and everything that's going on um there is a theory that i grabbed onto because it was so believable and realistic to me and the as soon as i heard it i was like oh that makes perfect sense you guys have been following kind of this whole Jade Cargill little bow wow thing. I guess Which he's just I bow don't wow understand. Now. We dropped off understand. a little quite a while. I just ago. see the headline and ignore it. <laughs> so I honestly think, um, and and here's the theory: Sasha Banks has been gone from WWE for quite a while. Her and Naomi walked out with the women's tag titles because they felt like the division wasn't getting the right spotlight. This was all under the Vince McMahon era, uh, towards the end of his run. Um Sasha Banks has gone MIA, essentially, since this all started. Bow Wow is now having these confrontations with Jade Cargill. And the theory is Bow Wow was discovered by Snoop, right? Yeah. Snoop is Sasha Banks' real-life first cousin. (laughs) I didn't know that. (laughs) So maybe Bow Wow continuing this feud with a group of women, which doesn't make any sense, in professional wrestling today on TV, because as we know, they won't allow intergender stuff at all. Maybe Bow Wow is going to be the bridge for uh, maybe a Snoop return to AEW and potentially Sasha Banks coming into AEW and somebody finally beating Jade for that TBS title. I'd love it. I have to say it's a very credible theory. There's a lot of reasons to believe this. I think if Sasha was going to return to WWE, they've already missed that window. There's There's been like four opportunities where it could have had a huge impact. And the fact that it didn't happen says a lot about her status with the company, regardless of who's running it. I would love to see her in AEW, actually. I think um, it would be a nice little, just another log on that fire that, that came in with um, Tony Storm, Soraya, uh, a lot of experienced veterans coming into the company and kind of adding to this thing where they've got a lot of really talented women that maybe just aren't necessarily used to how to do a TV show all the time. Yeah. Um, and someone like Sasha Banks coming in, in real life, she's very like shy and kind of like uh, humble. And but But her character, her character is this pushy, in your face, I came to get what I want kind of vibe. Um, and the, the fact that she's been on the road for a long time now and has so much experience, I think it, it, it would definitely benefit the company. It would certainly benefit her at this point, because if she doesn't do something soon, the business is going to move on without her, you know? Um, yeah. And anything to end this Jade Cargill thing. Seriously, be... at this point, anybody can come in and beat her. I don't care. Anybody. But that would be a great one. And it would be huge. The news front alone and the word of mouth that that would build would be ginormous. I, you know, that would be pretty cool because I mean, honestly, the whole Jade Cargill thing, 
I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Tammy? Her. Well, I don't want I don't want to be doubling down and beating up on anybody over and over again about, you know, how much, you know, we can't wait for her to leave being a champion. I don't like that tone um, or vibe. So I, I don't feel that dramatic about it. It's just more that um, it just it's not. There, there's just no emotion or dynamics. I don't know where we're going with it. Other champions have a very specific feud with someone for a bit, or at least one or two people that might try to beat them. And I, I don't feel that we have enough of that going on. So it's just not entertaining for me. And she's got a lot better at promo since she became champion, but it's just, it feels like it's been a long time and I'm ready to see someone else in that role um, and seeing what they can do with it as far as entertaining. Like Jade's beautiful and she's strong, but she's not like always the most entertaining to me. Like Brit was like, cause she was such a loud mouth maybe. And um, you know, I, it's just like, there's not that energy there. What she is good at is uh, the visual. Like when, like she, she, she can make that big, her outfit she wears, the different kind of almost superheroes she serves when she comes out. That is great, her show of strength. But we've seen that so many times. I wanna see I wanna see someone else get a chance. And I think the Sasha Banks rumor, if it's true, would be wonderful. Because you know, because she has been built up as so powerful, Jade can't lose to just anyone. You know? Exactly. And I feel it's dangerous when you have a, um, well, I don't know what to call it, but let's say you have a, a series of rep people wrestling each other if if soraya and Britt baker seems to be more important than a championship belt plot line you got a problem there you know what i mean because you're basically taking that tbs championship and putting it on the back burner because everybody's more focused on soraya and Britt, and then whoever jamie hater is going to wrestle next right Yep. And now it's starting to pick up even more, which seeing Ruby come back and going after Ty and Anna Jay, which is really cool. So, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, I want to see who Ruby's partner is going to be in this feud because uh, that's definitely got to turn into a tag thing. Right. I personally think, you know, who I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Willow. But, you know, that would be we'll great. See. Which would be great, but if that's more important than Jade stuff, Jade has to. We have to change the person that has that belt because you're not making the belt interesting anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? Because look, look what you're doing with the trios titles. We're going to a best of seven series with AEW on the trios title, which I personally think is totally cool. Yeah, because it's like every one of those matches have been it's very fantastic. different too. Yeah. It's been fantastic watching those matches. You know, they're awesome. And they're going to get better as they do more of them. You know what I mean? But if you're not putting this giant importance on that belt, there's no reason to have the belt. You know what I yeah. mean? So that's what. Well, that's the thing, so too, is it's a mid-card title. And like as much be. as they want it to be like a flagship title because of the network names and all that crap, they don't even defend them on the right channels. Um right. And we've talked about that before. And we've talked about, you know, I don't think any of us are shitting on Jade Cargill. I think the amount of improvement that she's shown since she came into the company is basically a rookie. Um, and her development as far as her character development, her in-ring ability, her promo work, all of it has improved, you know, 
a lot. I, I wouldn't say tenfold because that's maybe overdoing it a little bit. But I think she's come a very long way in a pretty short period of time. Unfortunately, she's had one of the company's straps that entire run. Right. And because she beat yeah. so many people early on, if you look at the main title picture right now, she's already run through everybody. Yeah. Everybody. So the mid-card title holder is already better than your women's champions? That doesn't make any sense. Why are we not doing something else with her and giving that title to someone else and doing something entirely different with her storyline? And this whole thing with the baddies and stuff is not helping. Like it's just <laughs> it's just this side story that doesn't have a beginning, a middle, or an ending, and it's not even fun. Like it's it's really stupid. Jade could be doing better. The company could be doing better with this title. Uh, and really the entire division would have been better off had Jade not beat everybody. Yeah, for sure. Because there's really nothing. There's no storyline to push on this anymore. There's, there's really nothing. High. There's nothing. So then that brings that's that's a good that's a good tie in because I wanted to talk quickly about the I just want to talk about the, the top five. Uh, it's Pro Wrestling Illustrated's uh, 2022 Women's 150. But there's the top five. Now, number one is um, Sayuri, I believe it's, I believe her name is. And she's from New Japan, which, or I think Stardom, Stardom Wrestling, which is cool. Number two, Bianca Belair absolutely deserves number two. She's For fantastic. Sure. She's awesome. I love that she's even in the top five, too. That's right. That's great. Considering where she was just a couple of years ago. And what yeah. she is now. She's like pretty much the face of women's wrestling in WWE. And she deserves it's, it's it. It's amazing. She, she absolutely does. She kills it. And then Crazy. we got number then we got number three, which is Thunder Rosa, which, yeah, okay, that's cool. I mean, I don't know how everybody feels about that. I don't know if Thunder Rosa should be number three, you know, when you got Jamie Hayter in the 80s. You know what I mean? That's that's I think is a travesty. But Especially okay. considering how much Rosa actually did this year. Right. Which she hasn't done a whole lot because she's been injured. And then you're going into four, which is Becky Lynch, which, you know, we watched her on war games. That was one of our first exposures to the man, Becky Lynch. I love and, the man. Uh, love the man. And she was so glad awesome. she's back to that gimmick, man. And she was awesome. And then number five, you have Jade Cargill. I, you know, I, I can't see it. And I'm not sure why that happened. Maybe so, that rating has something to do with how much she's progressed. Yeah. yeah That's all I so. can think. Well, but. I mean, I haven't seen every female wrestler out there, so I can't weigh in on this list. And I don't, you know, so I'm not going to say anything well, about you. I'm not, you've... I'm not here to judge who should be in the top five because there's so much I haven't seen of so many right. people. Like I just don't know enough to compare. Well, and it's crazy I mean, because there's women on the indies and stuff that could yeah. run circles around these women. Sure, um, Allie Catch. Allie Catch is great. Allie Catch is incredible. <laughs> you know um, I mean? Charlie Evans is incredible. Yeah. Uh, Billy Starks, barely even an adult, incredible. Um, and there's you know there's women like Mickey James and stuff like that. I it's it's weird when they do these rankings every year because sometimes it it's it it's like it hits the nail on the head, and other times it's like, how did we yeah, get here? Yeah, why why are we doing this? I mean, when I went through that and I saw that, I was like, um, I could think of probably like four or five that could be in that top ten. 
other than that even even the girls on um uh, wwe i mean they, yeah there wasn't even enough of them in that top five you know what i mean i mean when and you Ma- when you think about it you think about like masha slamovich there, I, I could yeah. literally Four, go on 14. about all these incredible wrestlers yeah she was 14 on the list brit was 13 you know what i mean and then you're getting into you're getting into deeper stuff where it's like how on earth do they justify you know some of these people like Jamie Hayter being, you know, almost in the nineties in the eighties. That's unreal to me. Um, That makes absolutely no sense. Right now. Maybe it's because of her lack of actual matches this year. It has to be, you know, I mean, she hasn't, she hasn't really had to do much um, until very recently. No, she had a bunch of squash matches on dark and stuff, but it's just, it's weird how they do these lists. Marina Shafir, one eighteen. You know, it's like that's I don't know. Well, we again, we don't know enough about this list. That's true. We don't. Tammy's weighing in on this, getting mad. Yeah, because I don't. I remember last year their list was pretty spot on. And where's um, Serena D been? She's number seventy-seven on this list. Yeah, she's 60, probably just busy training right now. Sixty-four is Jamie Hayden. It's what we were saying about AEW, though. The fact that they've got this big roster of women and there's it's like only a few women are featured every week and they're always shoved into like a single quarter hour. Maybe they'll get a half an hour of time between two shows. Um, but it's like you get two or three women segments every week and that's it. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. so about it, to be honest. You know, and then you look at something like Impact where women is half the show. And you yeah. look at something like WWE... Maybe Raw and SmackDown, you know, they're probably in that that quarter range, but it's it's much more prominent as a quarter, um, and it's not kind of stuffed in the back end of something. I'm committing mutiny from AEW. Tammy, you look at like NXT where women are like kind of their hot light. Like that's they're throwing a lot of love towards the women on NXT. Um, it's almost equal footing there. But no, you're right. NXT, they always have the featured mats. I mean, Zoe Stark, uh, you know, uh, Nikki Lyons, all those girls in there are killing it. Toxic Attraction, uh, India, Har- what's her name? Hardwell. I mean, Indy the- Hartwell. Yeah. Indy Hartwell. I mean, those are all. And The Rock's daughter just debuted not too long yeah. ago. Oh, I That's watched right. that. I- yeah. I'm getting into that little uh, cult faction. They're kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. Fun. yeah, I thought we I think we talked about that uh, yeah. briefly on one of our last episodes. See, I'm um, expanding my horizons. Yeah, and- I like that. That's good. That's good. You know, the crazy thing is, if you look at the indies and you look at companies um, outside of these big, we'll, we'll call it the big three. Um, it's a big four reference. Rafe will understand that. Um, if, if you look outside of these companies, there are so many women. Um, that just run circles around stuff. And they're so predominantly featured when they're not on these big shows. GCW down, right? GCW is probably the biggest one that's an indie company. And everything down after that, there's always a lot of women involved. There's intergender matches. There's like plenty of spotlight to go around. And I don't understand why on these big shows... It's so dominated by the the male performers. And maybe it has something to do with demographics and the crowds or whatever. You could throw ratings and 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 you know all kinds of statistics at it. But at the end of the day, there is no reason that people can't enjoy women's wrestling or intergender matches 
or let's just take the gender labels off the matches altogether and say anybody can wrestle anybody. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. There's no reason that can't happen other right. than sponsors and, and, you know, networks. So the sponsors and the networks are going to have to eventually be a little cooler about this stuff if it's ever going to change. Because if it doesn't, we're just going to be having the same conversation in 10 years. So I challenge people to go spend money somewhere that hosts an intergender match. Money talks in this world. That's all it Or talks start is. bringing signs to the big yeah. shows. Bring yeah. more signs for your favorite women. Bring more signs for your favorite intergender matches. Bring more signs for everything. Yeah. And allow somebody to get punched in the face if they bring a sign that says beer break whenever a woman's wrestling. Yeah, like forget the stupid video game signs and all that stuff. Let's put something out there that matters. You know it's going to be shown on the screen. Well, yeah. it did happen, actually, uh, which endeared me to Kenny Omega. If the, You know, the, la, one of these last two matches, he went out in the crowd and took a photo op with the protect uh, trans youth uh, sign, yep. which I thought was fan fucking tastic and so now beloved forever kenny omega thank you kenny mm -hmm. yeah those matches are great too so that segues into um, hold on before we move on from that real quick i just want to say there's been a lot of people saying oh cm punk maybe wasn't so wrong and blah 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 i don't care what you say man you're not going to sour me on the elite it's nope. not going to happen no kenny nope, omega is too awesome the young bucks are too awesome cm punk can fuck off Yes. Yeah, dude. He fuck him, dude. I don't even give a fuck about that guy. <laughs> fuck him. You know what I mean? He's a brat. <laughs> Gives a shit. You know? Yeah. He There's got so, what he wanted. Yeah. He he just he just they He's still getting him. paid. He's yeah. still getting paid yeah. right now. So right. Yep. And, and that's what pisses me off even more, man. That they're shelling him money. You know what I mean? I, I wish I could deal get for money. him. Yeah. Nothing like getting money for being a dick. Right. Great business decision on his part. <laughs> I mean MJF's being a dick, but you know, at least he's entertaining us. <laughs> right? It's yeah, but see, he's a dick on the camera, whereas CM Punk was oh, I love everyone. And then behind the scenes, he was an asshole. So yeah. Right, yeah. Yep. At least that's what we're told. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Don't come after me, bro. So I pulled Tammy into the dark side. And she watched the two matches, two matches on War Games. We watched the women's match, and then we yes. watched, <laughs> and, then, and then we watched, then we watched the uh, the Sami Zayn match with the Usos in uh, Roman Reigns. Who buddy? And before we get into it, I want to get Tammy's opinion on first of all the female match. And then I'd like to hear your opinion on the male, the, the, the men's match. I don't think I took any notes, but uh, it was fun. It was fun. Both. Same answer for both. It was fun? Yeah, I loved it. It fun. was fun. It, you know what? It's hard when you come in and know no background about anybody, but I didn't. That wasn't a problem for those two. So that was fun. Like I will, yeah, that makes sense. You know what you I didn't mean? Didn't have to know anything to enjoy no, those matches. No, I could just watch it and just like you know see everyone just doing their thing, and you got a sense of their personalities a little bit, and the the commentary helped fill me in a little here and there. Um, their so commentary it, is fantastic at yeah. kind of giving you everything. Maybe a little too much on some. some what opinions. was it? What which which one? What company was that? I know it's WWE, WWE. but is it is it? I don't know. It's but the WWE. Impact, the Raw, and all of that. I can't. It's Raw, SmackDown combined. Yeah. It's all of the WWE okay. umbrella. 
Yeah, I really enjoy. I really enjoy. I've been enjoying the women wrestlers there way more. So uh, that's why, like, I'm committing some mutiny now with AEW. I'm getting they're kind of getting on my nerves. So I'm in uh, the cameras uh, seemed OK that whatever that one was too. whatever is when they do the blue light in the crowd too help. You know what? Smack. Kevin Dunn, their producer, their mm-hmm. main guy, the video guy, just happened to not be present at Survivor Series. Interesting. And it, was, it was very noticeable. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting to know. Yeah. So I, I liked it a lot. So I would definitely keep on with that personally. Yeah. And yeah, I killed think them that, camera cuts, man. Yeah. And I think also they've got some good plot lines going in with those ladies, too. Oh, it's so the, good. The, the, the Bailey Bianca uh, rivalry, I think, is is pretty awesome. I love yeah. Rhea Ripley getting involved and just kind of being that disruptor in all of the women's thing, you know, cause she's just kind of like, she's in, you know, she's in that one faction, but she's still just kind of disrupting the rest of that women's division. And I think that that really kind of gives a good plot line and makes it more exciting to like, okay, now where's she going to pop up within this? Cause it doesn't seem like she's has very much loyalty to anybody. So even on that war games team, she might still be beating your ass. Like, you know what I mean? And I know that her and Mia Yim are like going to start to go at it, which is going to be really cool, you know? So that's exciting to see that they're building up those plot lines and, and having that kind of that dynamic with all of them and just being able to interchange different things like with damage yeah. control and, and, you know, and, you know, EST with, you know, Bianca and her crew and I'm, you know, I'm going to be tuning into that for sure. So, and if you guys are still sleeping on Oscar, man, I strongly suggest you go back and watch Oscar's early stuff. No, watch her NXT run, man. Cause she had a big undefeated streak at NXT. Unbelievably talented. Oh yeah. She went from being a graphic designer to being a wrestler. And uh, I think she made the right move. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think she'll ever get pushed the way that she could have been. Because I think at her hottest moment, that's when they called her up to the main roster and Vince just shit all over it and ruined it. Um, Mm. Maybe there's still time to save it, but I feel like she's probably, she's reached that, you know, I think wrestlers have this hot spot of like a three-year to four-year period where they're just perfect at everything. And if you don't push that person right when they're in that hot zone, then you, like, you lose that huge glorious run that they could have had right and not not to say that they suddenly suck or anything it's just there's that peak performance in every human being you have a certain time in your life and it's usually a three to four year period where you're just on top of your shit and you're at the peak of your game for sure and i think they may have missed it with oscar which sucks Mm, that's too bad Uh, and who knows what's going on with like alexa bliss and all that stuff I could talk about these women all day, guys. So we can move on from this whenever you're ready. God damn, what a match, though. It was a great match. It was so much fun. They took risks. Everything looked crisp. All the moves looked crisp. The ending was fun. You know, cool. Becky Lynch came in there and started, you know, whipping everybody's ass. And And she got her hair back. Yeah, it's totally, totally entertaining, man. It was awesome. So then Vince had her cut her hair and people were speculating maybe it was a punishment. 
so oh, she really? came back out with her extensions and her old school long hair and i was like yeah <laughs> she's back funny. baby the man <laughs> is funny. back that's funny so then uh we watched we uh then we watched the the men's match with the with the uh with the bloodline versus Sheamus and the crew which was I thought it was a really cool match too because man I just I love Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's incredible. Over. He's won me over, dude. I'm so glad he's finally getting this spot and like this huge he's shining so bright right now. You know, and for so long he was like just kind of oh well he's a great worker. He's a good hand. Like he's a good guy to have on the roster. Uh cuz as soon as he was done in NXT it was like okay where do we where do we stick this happy ginger punk guy? Just throw him back there in the mid card. We'll see what happens. And now he's like, he's in the best storyline I think of the year. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it's like it's the top of the tops. I mean, when you're in there with Roman Reigns and that crew, that's that's the that's the golden ticket right there. I mean, that's what everybody watches. I mean, that's what everybody loves. They all love that dude. So, and he's killing it. He's so beautiful in in those segments and those promos and everything. Listen, oh, my dog, my dog. Oh God, what oh, a Canadian funny. treasure! Oh yeah, he is, and he keeps making them dudes laugh. They can't even hold their shit together. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> They're supposed to be so serious. It's so hardcore. They you throw Sami Zayn in there. Oh they man. Can't they can't do it, man. They're cracking up left and right. So what do you think about Sami Zayn, Tammy? Love him. I love him. We've seen him a couple times before. Oh, yeah. That, that was on a much bigger level. And we liked him right away. He reminds us of people we've come across before, I think. And I don't know. He's I think he's a lot of fun. I love his energy and I love his like I don't give a shit look with his hair is always a mess and you know. Stuff like that. And with this match, I didn't know a lot of the backstory about anybody. I didn't know one person from the next. I only recognized him. Yeah. So, I was trying to fill but, her in with the yeah, Russo's I, I was, not That's liking. what I was about to say. Um, is that with a quick one minute rundown, I was caught up. So I was mm-hmm. it, I was engaged in the storyline easier for coming out of nowhere, which that's hard to do. But um they were doing some major like theatrical theater in there with that whole <laughs> plot so i thought it was fun i liked it a lot so you're saying yeah. it was pretty oozy it was yes, pretty oozy it was pretty oozy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's that that's the cool thing that was that's like the perfect balance with the theater and the sport you know what i mean i love like, the kevin owens part of this storyline too right Right. It's like he's been friends for 20 something years. They was at his wedding, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's like, you know, the deception of it. I mean, they literally are tight. Right. Which, you know, they probably are backstage, but they're just doing this for for that. Well, yeah, they've had several feuds and and that's the best work. I think both of them have ever done is their feuds with each other. Oh, yeah. Now it's now it's just going to get better. And then but. Will Roman Reigns ever not be the champion? <laughs> well, rumor has it. Maybe at the Royal Rumble, it's going to be Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. He's ready to go be next Aquaman. Maybe that's going to be right around when Sammy turns on the bloodline finally. And maybe oh. WrestleMania might just be Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. Oh, oh my goodness. Imagine that. Oh. I'm just saying it's what's it's what's floating around in the ether right now. I would not hate that. At all. No, 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 not at all. 
very cool. And uh, we're going to be dipping into some WWE, a little bit more of WWE here and there and keep it up to date on that. So what do you guys like better, though? War games or blood and guts? Because that's where the format for blood and guts came from. I like war games. What's the difference, really? I mean, as far as like, I I recognize two two things next to each other, which I like the two different areas, the two different rings. That's all the I remember. The biggest thing, the biggest difference really is presentation. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed so, more epic at with WWE. And I don't know, the wrestlers were all just good. So it's hard to judge, you know. The money definitely shows. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely shows there. I mean, the production and the and the money for sure. Um, but again, you know, it comes down to the wrestling and the acting. And right now, when mm-hmm. it comes to that, it's a little That's bit what better. I meant, yeah. It's a little bit better than AEW, unfortunately. Not that AEW, there isn't some parts of it that are very exciting, but you know, obviously WWE's been at it a lot longer, so you know, they it's asynchronous. Yeah. If you think about it, like in in um, AEW, there's like very veteran, great promo theatrics and actors, and then there's people that are, it's awkward and painful to watch. So you get a mixture there where <coughs> energy, <coughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing. If you think about it, think about it this way. There hasn't been many times that we have talked about uh, on one event how great the women's part was and how great the men's part was. Think about that. We have not talked. I didn't see the whole event. It doesn't matter. I'm talking about like the bigger events for that. Okay, those were the two. I thought you meant the whole night, all the rest. No, not all that. But the two big nights. We haven't had an AEW where we've been like, oh, man, the women's was epic. Oh, the men's was epic. We have. I don't know. I can't remember no, we have. at all. I, I can't. We we have not had that. The closest just... thing we had to that was the street fight with TJ and uh, Bunny and Penelope. Yeah. That was the closest thing we had to a fantastic women's match that mm-hmm. shut the shit down. That was like, well, this versus that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't even a comparison type of match. Whereas War Games, you had a women's match, you had a men's match, and they were both fantastic, super high up as far as quality goes. You don't get that in AEW at all because they don't even give their women the time of day. Right. And you just brought up something. They both did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they they both had the same. I've never seen that on the same night. They both have the same thing. Like Well, that's even- why, like, Elimination Chamber's awesome. Um, that's a WWE thing that's been going on for a long time. It involves people being let out of cages at certain points in the, in the match. That's why the w- Royal rumble is fantastic. Cause they have a women's rumble and they have a men's rumble. Oh yeah. Um, cool. I and see so that. you could, you could, the rumbles in February, I believe, uh, that's WWE's next big thing. It might be late January. Um, but it's going to be fantastic this year. I can promise you. Well, we'll look at it. For sure. But you don't you don't get those kind of A B comparisons with other companies, which is probably a good thing. Um, you don't want to have to differentiate, but at the same time, when you're able to say, "Wow, the women's matches were just as good as the men's stuff, and they got just as much time, and they actually were more creative," or vice versa, or whatever your opinions are about either match, having that contrast and having it be very blatant can sometimes be a good thing. Yeah, I I agree. So this kind of is a good segue into um, just kind of getting some thoughts coming up on this battle royale for MJF's ring. Uh, 
<laughs> dynamite diamond. The diamond dynamite diamond ring. I mean, he don't need it anymore. He's got the world title. He's got he's got Regal's nuts. He's ready he to go. He ain't losing it. You don't he's think not, so? No. He's not even in the tournament, is he? No. Nah, no, but I think he's he not going to be in the tournament. He's he, he's some, got the strap. Yeah, but there's some stipulation where he gets to he gets to like wrestle the no, person that wins it. No. I think this is going to be the year he loses it. Cuz he's on a whole different storyline push now. He's, he's moving in a want, different direction. He doesn't need that ring anymore. He wants it all. He wants it all. Tammy, any thoughts on that battle royale? Uh-uh. Nope. Not yet. Not until it happens. No, I need I'm I'm feeling it out still. I don't okay. I can't. Yeah, I don't want to come out yet. TBD. Just it's suspense what my TBD. thoughts will be. <laughs> yeah, to be determined. We'll see what they do with it. Maybe they'll fuck it up. <laughs> Maybe they'll ruin the whole fucking thing. They Who knows? Might. They might. Maybe Tony I'm a little jumpy about it all. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What the fuck was that? Yep. We'll see. Have somebody like fucking Stokely win it. I know, oh right? Oh my goodness. So I know you want See, to be creative Hardy. writing. Jeff Hardy coming out of his uh, detention. Right, exactly. <laughs> Somebody hire this man as a writer. He's creative. <laughs> Doing the juke with the ring finger. Oh, God. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. Please don't do that, Tony Khan. <laughs> so I know, Chris, you wanted to touch a little bit on impact and, and some of the stuff that's kind of going on with that. Uh, give Phyllis in a little bit what, you, what, what, what you've been hearing. So there's been a lot in uh, the media, I will say, about, for some reason, there's a lot of people that are jumping ship right now from Impact. Chelsea Green was one of the first ones I heard about a couple of weeks ago. They're saying she's wrapped up her time in Impact. She's headed back over to the dub. Deanna Perrazzo just recently tweeted something. Chelsea Green, is there room at home? Is there mm. more room at home? Something like that. Because when, when Deanna was written off TV, Chelsea, I should say. Where are you going? Where are you going? I'm going home. Uh, and it was like, really? Home? <laughs> home to the place you were fired from? I don't know about that, man. And what does your husband <laughs> think about that? Because he said he would never go back there. But I bet yeah. you he would. Oh, he put them dollars on his face. Matt Cardona is headed back to WWE. Yeah, uh, sure. And then we've got we've got news this week that Eric Young is going back, which I think is cool. He had a good time in Impact. It was where they he started, you know, and got a lot of speed and heat. He went to WWE, did great at NXT, then they put him on the main roster. They buried him and his entire faction, which included Nikki Cross. Uh, mm. I'm not sure if you guys are fully familiar with her yet. Um, yeah, she was in the battle. And also Big Damo, who is, is no longer around in any of these companies. That's Nikki Cross's husband, actually. And uh, who was the other guy in Sanity? Jeez. The blonde cat. Don't remember his name. Anyway, so Eric Young may be on his way back because Triple H loves him, and that's cool. But uh, Impact seems like it's getting stripped of a lot of talent lately. Thinning out. It's starting. And to they're thin like out. they're picking up the scraps that nobody wants. And in the meantime, somehow it's still entertaining and still a great show. Yeah, it that is. says a lot about what star power means to a good wrestling show. Sure. Like you could still have a kick-ass show and not have the biggest names. Yeah, that's very what do you guys true. think about that? Is Impact gonna survive with all these big names leaving? Everybody who's headed their divisions and headed their titles and done all this stuff, are they gonna be able to keep pushing through with their stagnant old product? 
because they do have some slamming stories. They do have some fucking banger matches. They do. Is they that enough speed. to keep them going? They got speedball Mike Bailey. You know what I mean? He's. Awesome. I honestly can't believe they're still in existence today. Right. Frankie. But Kazarian. if you start losing all these big names, man, Frankie's technically AEW. I know. It's weird. But he's like the champ in there. I forgot well, about him. Yeah. I think that, you know, you know, Mickey James is doing her thing where if she loses, she retires. If she loses. Yeah. And, and that's reti- probably what the plan is, is they're just looking for the right person to retire her. Right. Um, which would probably be Jordan Mickey, Grace. Mickey deserves a retirement. She does. That woman's what, a legend. But then what happens to it? Because she seems like, you know, there's just a few people that can hold that, 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 right. that on their, their shoulders. And it's like, so if she bails out, is Jordan Grace strong enough to hold that division? Is uh is what's his name that the current champion is 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 he the guy that wears the headset? Forget get his, the headgear. I forget his name. Is he strong oh. enough to carry the whole thing? You know what I mean? Right. Is you know are there other there's is there enough storyline in there to carry it? You know, it's like it's hard to say because you know, you don't always see that. So, but Hank wants to say hi, guys. Say hey, hi, buddy. Oh, what's up, Huckle? Hi. Say hi, Huck. Hi, Hi, buddy. Miss you. He's not leaving me alone. He's giving me a hard time in here. All right, but get down. Look, you got to be on camera and everything. He he hears me and he knows I miss him. Long story short, impact may or may not survive. Right, right on. So let's uh, let's wrap this up with the last thing here. We've been going for a bit, so let's uh, let's talk about the thoughts of the best of seven series for the Bucks. How's ever? What do you think about that, Tammy? Uh, I love it. I there's the what I don't well, like. Two more I, things we're talking about. I, I really love it. The thing I don't like is see the thing is they're all fantastic, so they're always always going to be fantastic, and you get so much fantasticness at the same time. Then they just they look like they're having a blast, and I could see it seven hundred times. This is one thing I won't get sick of, but I do not like the um storyline for death triangle because you know i ray phoenix is honorable and he is my hero and i do not want him hitting people with hammers under pressure from his teammates so i am not happy about this because him and his brother are better than that and so i don't like that part but all the rest of it i love well i mean those matches like they get better and better every time, man. <laughs> you can't fuck with them. I had a feeling Tam was going to say something about Ray. Right. <laughs> you did, you. <laughs> Pack's in there like, fucking hit him. <laughs> man, like, I don't want him. I don't want him. It's not yeah. cool, man. No. <laughs> I'm a luchador. I do shit with my feet. Why are you giving me a hammer? You cannot <laughs> let them. You will not let them best the dress triangle. <laughs> But I love the best of seven. I know it's going to go to seven because it's a cool concept. Well, of course it's going to go to seven. Otherwise they wouldn't have fucking announced it as a best of seven Seven series. Exactly. So the question is right now we're at two and one. We're skipping Mm -hmm. a week and we're going to winter is coming for the next one. Bucks will win that. This thing will stretch out into January sometime. Probably. It's going to be fun. And then, you know, they're going to put that, they're going to put that main event in the pay-per-view that seven, that seventh match in the the pay-per-view. The coolest thing about it is having all of these people in the ring and every match is different. 
And somehow they're still better every time than anything they've done previously. And they're the only ones that could do it. They're the only ones. They're the ones I'm telling you. That's why that's why no one gives a shit about CM Punk because those dudes are the shit. They're entertaining. Kenny Omega's the shit. The Bucks are the shit. You know they, who might be able to put on a show with this that that could compare to these trios titles? I have a feeling the Acclaims run as tag team champions may rival this trios run. It may. I think, especially when you're talking about the Acclaim versus FTR coming mm-hmm. up soon, mm-hmm. that Wednesday. just that just says many words to me, and all of them are good. You know, Tammy doesn't think FTR is gonna. She doesn't like 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 the fact that they that they. Might I don't think they'll that. win. I don't think they'll win. What well, What did you say? My thought was that you did. You were. You didn't think. You didn't think FTR should lose against the acclaimed, and they shouldn't. Oh, but I no. think they will. The reason why is it's like they're the belt collectors and they they they're they're the best and they have all those belts. So I do feel like it would be weird for them to lose. It definitely would, lose. especially since they've held those titles before. They certainly deserve those titles. I think it's a little weird. I kind of feel like they're jumping the gun on it a little bit. Um, but what other tag teams? I thought he was trolling you just now, Chris. By the way, but I realized he was talking about the acclaimed. Scissor me, Scissor me daddy daddy ass. Ass. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, this is this. If you're only listening, we also put this on YouTube so you can see what, a lot of these quiet <sighs> moments. We're acting like a bunch of weirdos because that's what we are. So you can go watch. Well, I love the acclaimed. I hope they're champions forever. <laughs> I mean, what a great fucking tag team run, right? And oh, Billy yeah. Gunn, God bless him. I don't even know what that it's means. Best. God bless him. But he's out there doing his <laughs> shit. He's got his shirt tied up again. Oh, I haven't seen that in 20 years, man, with the little the little doo-doo knot in the shirt <laughs> yeah. right here. Oh, what a fantastic man. He's damn near 60. And that guy's out here just showing abs like he's getting paid for it. He has good vibes when we saw him at River City Kong talk. He does like, have good vibes, he but he also has like this sketchy kind of like. Yes. What is he going to say something stupid? Yep. <laughs> like he's got those kind of vibes where it's like that guy's cool until he hits like that extra shot of Jameson or something. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And I like and I like oh, that. Oh God. And I've I've been waiting for them to work in the Gun Club. With into this, well, they did. They we did go. that. At, they did that at Rampage. They they worked the Gun Club into it, but then FTR overshadowed it. But it's building. It's building. We're building the Gun Club, and we're going to see what happens and see yeah, where it's Billy definitely coming. So it's. I think Daddy Ass is going to save the acclaimed from FTR. Oh yeah, and then I think he's going to turn on them when they face the Gun Club. Mm. Very well, could very well. I was That's wondering what I see if that happening. was ever going to happen. Yeah. And it was all a dream. He used yeah. to read Word Up magazine. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, all right. Is there any, nope. Nope. We got to talk about this MJF stuff on okay. Dynamite. All right. He's unveiled a new world title. Oh, yeah. The Triple the, B. The big Burberry belt. Now, I don't know if you guys know this or not. <laughs> uh, a few years ago, back in 2019... Brian Danielson at the time 
Daniel Bryan was the new world champion over in WWE. And he decided he was going to have a new belt made. And it was, let me see if I remember this correctly. Uh, he cut a he cut a nice promo during the whole situation about how the title was trash. And the new belt was um it was eco-friendly. <laughs> it was um hundred <laughs> percent sustainable organic <laughs> hemp. And the logo on the belt was carved from a naturally fallen oak. <laughs> that uh, couldn't and be the more speech, funny. The speech that he gave, literally, I quote, this is trash, as he told fans, and he threw it in the garbage. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this, but that's exactly what MJF said. Oh, wow. So the fact that he's tying in this Daniel Bryan storyline from when he changed the belt as a heel, he was very, like, crunchy, hippie, fuck America, fuck consumerism and all that at the time and he's taking that and turning it into something for max and using it in a moment with william regal who is in the blackpool combat club with brian danielson and all of this it, it did not go unnoticed by me Whoa. Ooh, um, interesting. i like the tribute which is really what it is it's a tribute it's like dude that shit was genius because right. it was. Everybody hated that shit when, when when Brian did it. They were like, what the fuck is he smoking? Right. Uh, no, dude, but he's perfect. sober, too. You know, he's sober. Uh, and he was a vegan, I think, back then. Right. I don't know if he still is. Um, genius. Just sparks of genius through the whole thing. And now we have this Triple B. Ugliest title I've seen in a long time. Um, worst, maybe, it. printing on leather ever. I love it. Of course you fucking look because you're an MJF simp. <laughs> that doesn't matter. It looks oh like shit, Rafe. You can pretend all you want. That is the worst printing <laughs> and worst coloration on leather I have ever seen in my life. Still Even the metal work looks worse than the original belt. And that was the dummy belt, too. That was like the photo belt that he tossed. Did you notice how shiny it was? Oh, yeah. That was fucking great. He said, this Wait, belt is garbage. So Here's the new triple B. Get the fuck out of here with your fake ass, lightly printed. That was so uh, great. You know what would have been dope is if they, if they were able to get like representatives from Burberry there. Oh they were like, God. we want to present this to you. And it had like legit Burberry fabric that matched right. his scarf. That would have been dope. That would. Be but fun. the fact that it's so ugly and so poorly made. It's perfect, though. No it's offense to whoever made this thing, by the way. I'm sure your intentions were in the right place. <laughs> it just does not. It doesn't. Uh, it's it's well, not. Maybe, no, I, it's not working yeah, for me, man. Yeah, but maybe that was the intention to make it maybe look it was. really tack, really tacky, yeah, like it MJF. really bad, and let him go out there with his fucking sh suit on, with his a better than you suit. A better on. than hey, you suit. How come? How come no one noticed the fly on his shoulder? Has anyone noticed that? I haven't seen a lot of people talking about that. Did you see it though? I saw it, and after you mentioned it, I went back and I was like, "Was it really that big a deal?" Like, did I? I, I thought maybe I was just high, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "What's that?" 
But no, it's yeah, it's very like in your face. Big horse fly on his shoulder. And even he didn't mention it, which is weird because you think he would have been like fucking redneck hillbilly town. Right. I know that would have been perfect. That would have been perfect. Oh, my God. But nobody's memed it. Nobody's shown it. Nobody's done anything. I'm like, and I thought I was I was staring at it. I missed like half the monologue just staring at you that know what? stupid That's fly. my mission for the next 24 hours. I've got to get MJF with his horse fly memed out somehow. Yes, you mm-hmm. do. But that was hysterical. No, dude, I love it, man. And I love the fact that he's like not going to wrestle a lot. <laughs> it's like, so great. He's, he's going super WWE on it like I'll I'll wrestle for money. Right. I'm not going to come out here every week and waste my time. It's not wrestling for the pores. I'm a prize fighter, baby. <laughs> That's great. I got the title. Got to prove shit to you people. It's so perfect. It's I'm so, Maxwell Jacob why, Freeman, and I'm better than you. That's why I don't think he's going to give up the ring either. But that's just me. But anyway, so, Tammy, what's your thoughts on all of this? Oh, I think I already said them. <laughs> well, there it is. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up for this week, folks. Maybe I said I'm only in my head, but uh, I don't have anything else to add. I'm sure people felt it. I said it in my head. They felt your vibe, Tammy. I think I'm sure so. everyone got it. That's what I, I was think doing. With- I think I with your it out. with mm-hmm. your deer antler uh, headband, they uh, they figured it out for you. Okay, because you have your deer antler I headband. Do. Just like you know, MJF is the devil. She <laughs> says, "Okay, <laughs> dipshit." She's like, "I'm no longer phased by you. No longer." Oh man, there's a lot to look forward to, guys. A lot yes, of cool stuff sure. happening, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of moving parts in all these companies right now. I can't oh, wait to yeah. see where wrestling is in two months. Oh, yeah. Definitely mm, want to keep be interesting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, there's no there's no big pay-per-views coming up. Uh, another cool thing is the bunny is back. So I'm glad to see her wrestling again. Ruby is back. back. Ruby's back. Glad to see her. Penelope seems like she's back. I love the fact that Kip Sabian, Sabian came in there and started getting on orange cassidy that's gonna be fun because i mean i hear he makes good symbols he does make good symbols sabian symbols they sound perfect so that's a musician reference for you folks (laughs) out there there you go go listen to new metallica and stop quit ripping on them they're old men that shit's jamming man don't hate on the electronic somebody help all right guys we're out of here All right, that's from everybody here at the Murder Theater Podcast. You all have a great week, and we will see you next time. Peace.